And a three, two, one. Disclaimer. If you're a football fan, we apologize in advance for butchering the following names. SoFi Stadium. Not Sophie Stadium. Bill Belichick. Not Bill Belichick. And finally, Joe Burrow. Not Joe Murrow. (laughs) Honestly, it just feels good to get that off my chest. Yes, we corrected ourselves now, so please do not come for us. Yeah, don't. (laughs) Leave us alone. (laughs) Hi, everyone. I'm Jess. And I'm Cindy. And we're long-distance roommates. Welcome to The Spa Podcast. So, Cindy, (laughs) are you ready for today's self-care activity, Jess? I am ready. I'm... I want to I want to know what your self-care activity is. Well, today's <clears throat> little concept that I thought of was doing something that you've been meaning to do and just being able to check it off your list. Cuz I feel like lately I've noticed that there's so many little things that I'm like, I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to do that. And this thing that I need to do that isn't so big suddenly feels like it is. And so I totally get that just a way to kind of like remove some mental clutter. I was like, I just need to do one thing. And today I am obsessed (laughs) with that phrasing (laughs) to remove some mental clutter. Like, yes, I need to do that. (laughs) Exactly. We have so much dude going on. But so that was kind of like the concept. That was the vibe (laughs) that we're going for. Okay, eh. I just have to say, I'm so sorry again, but, like, this makes so much more sense to me now. Like, I was worried that my activity didn't meet your criteria of what the self-care activity was going to be. But hearing you say that, I'm like, yes. Yes. Perfect. I understood the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad. Um, okay. Do you want to introduce Continue. yours first? No, I want, I want to know yours first. Okay. So, currently, it's... Monday what? February 21st. Which means, as my body's been telling me, that my period is coming. (laughs) So, the thing I've been meaning to do before my period starts is (laughs) boiling my menstrual cup. Oh my god. (laughs) I already have the water boiling. (laughs) And I'm about to drop it in so it can boil for five to seven minutes. I did not know this was a thing. Yes. Menstrual cups are boiling them. No, boiling them. Yes. To sanitize them in between each period, you have to boil them. You have to do that. Yeah, you have to do that. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of responsibility. <laughs> it is. It is. And my sister, because she has one too. Um, she had to buy a separate little like pot to boil it just so that that's like that one period menstrual (laughs) fucking cup. Everyone knows. Everyone knows. The blue pan, the blue pot. No one touches. And then she got these. What are these called? (laughs) Tongs? Tongs. She got. I also call them click clicks. Click clicks. (laughs) ASMR. Yeah. So she got these little ones specific for this as well. So this is like a monthly ritual that I will be doing. Oh my god. I was not prepared for that, but I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Because you're in the kitchen, I just always I thought it was something to do with food. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I never record in the kitchen and Jess was like, where are you? But oh my god, you all. If you could see the exposed beams in this kitchen, it's gorgeous. I just like love to stare at them. Every time we record, she's staring at my roof, my ceiling. Okay. Now, what is yours, Jess? What's your activity? Okay. So my activity is not monthly. It should definitely be like an activity I do every day. But I hate... And Cynthia knows, I think she would remember this. I hate putting my clothes away. (laughs) I despise it. Like, 
I will sleep with a pile of clean clothes on my bed <laughs> for weeks. I could do it for two weeks. It's so bad, and I hate it, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel so bad because Danny is, like, very organized. <laughs> like, like, puts his clothes away immediately. And I will just have this pile growing on my desk <laughs> forever. So... This is all to say that my self-care activity today is literally putting away my clothes. (laughs) That's all it is. Oh, my God. I did not expect that either because we have talked about it. This is something you have mentioned in the past. And I can definitely relate. I feel like so many people can relate. I don't know what it is about laundry, but it's like the most labor-intensive chore. Of the house, apparently. There's just so many things I would rather do. Yeah. Like, I would rather wash the dishes. I don't know why. But that is way more fun to me than putting away my clothes. And then when you try things on, for the sake of trying things on, and then you're like, I don't like the way this looks. (laughs) It will never make its way back into the drawers. It will just live on my chair. It'll stay there. It's just the worst. Okay, but that's what I'll be doing. Are you already doing your task? Not your task, self-care no. activity. <laughs> no, not yet. Now I understand why you have to be in your room and not in the closet <laughs> because the closet is usually where Jess records. <laughs> and she's like, she like, set up in there. She set up camp. And she's like, all right, I'm ready. And then you're like, nope. Oh, shit. <laughs> Can't do it in here. Yes. I needed my my tools. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm ready to start. The water's boiling. Okay. So I'm ready. Okay, me too. Here we go. Where to begin? (laughs) It's in. You're so determined. You know what would be so cool? What? If, like, what color is it? That's blue. It'd be so cool if, like, when it got to the point that it was sanitized, mm-hmm. it would turn, like, purple. <gasps> That's actually, Jess, you're onto something, I feel. Like, a certain temperature. Like, yeah. once it gets to this temperature, it changes color. Like, I don't even understand the science of that. Like, it, I know someone can make it happen, and I don't understand how. Me neither. It reminds me of that um, that nail polish that someone invented to be able to tell if your drink's been spiked. (laughs) So it's like, if you are like, I think there's this nail polish that if you were to put your finger into the drink, if it changes colors, it means that there's some type of drug in it. And it's like the length women have to go to, (laughs) you know, a fucking nail polish for that. But this kind of sounds like it. It's a very different concept but the science of it i feel could be yes it's very similar Mm -hmm. did you ever have nail polish that changed colors just in the sun uh yeah i did once that's what it also reminds me Mm -hmm. of yeah that's actually a great idea because sometimes i'm like it says five to seven how do i know minutes yeah five to seven minutes it gives this the spectrum so like, I'm how like, do you know if it's five minutes versus seven minutes? Exactly. Like, what is different about today than the next time I do this, where it might be seven minutes? I don't know. So I just go with six. <laughs> That's, I love that. Yeah. Just a safe middle. Yeah. The chances of either way is lesser. Yeah. It's statistics at the end of the day. <laughs> Can I just tell you something? Yeah, what's up? Like, I know the internet has, like, all these, like, problematic things about it, right? Like, it's not all good, right? Mm -hmm. But you never have those moments where you're just like, I love the internet. Yeah. All the time. Like, it's just so much knowledge. Like, on my my chair, I bought this new desk chair, right? Mm -hmm. And it always leans back. It always leans back. And one day, it didn't lean back anymore. And I was like... This is so uncomfortable. Like, how do I get this thing to lean? And I would look at everything, spin my chair around, couldn't figure it out. Uh And then I was like, I should just Google it. 
one Google search told me exactly what I need to do for my chair to lean back again. You just pull the lever and it leans back. <laughs> pull the lever, crunk. How did she say it? But I would have never known. No, absolutely not. There's so many. I would think the chair is broken. Yes. You know? I was like, I'm going to have to get a new chair. Yeah, it's like, it's over for this one. Are you already looking on Ikea's website? Like, to see what chairs they have? I was, like, Googling reviews again. Like, who told me to buy this chair? And all the reviews are like, yeah, I bought this chair when I went remote. (laughs) (laughs) I bought this chair when we went, when I went remote. And we were, and they all give a little anecdote of COVID. It's like, we all know. Yes. We were here. It's like, it was the comfort I needed during those difficult months. (laughs) Like, like i'm sure it was but like every review is like literally like (laughs) just a full story (laughs) a whole story (laughs) it was like that for so many products like chairs desks (laughs) like other a bunch of shit but like relatable i'd be like yeah i want to feel that comfort (laughs) (laughs) and then you just see in google like maybe that reddit thread of like how to fix your chair Yes. Yeah. And now, like, Google has that, like, smart thing where, like, takes the most popular answer and shows it to you. Like, you don't have to read anything but one sentence. Like, it did the little preview. Like, you have the answer and it's, oh, my God, actually, like, search engines are just amazing because the fact that they can find the words so fast and then, like, they even have the little, the letters in bold and you're like, oh, shit. Now the energy changes. Now that you fixed it, you're like, what else can I fix? <laughs> That's what's next. The next time literally. Yeah. The next time you have some problem, be like, how do I fix this broken? Or thing? something you want to learn to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'm like in, I'm in my little UX design course right now. Danny's a fucking carpenter because of YouTube. Like <laughs> yeah. it's crazy. It's amazing. Like, yeah, the internet and technology obviously can be used for so many good things. Yeah. The opposite is true, but... But the opposite is true, yes. (laughs) But anyways, that's the the little antidote I wanted to share with you. I'm just like these. Yeah. Death reviews. People telling a full-ass story. Yeah. But I'm glad you got your chair to work. Me too, me too. I have not even started my self-care activity. That's how much I hate this. Oh but my... But, like, I know... It, <laughs> I'm already, it like... To get my done. shit's going off in 20 seconds. I've been doing this shit for six minutes, Jess. <laughs> oh, my God. My arm's fucking sore. I'm over here with the things. Because you can't let the... You can't let the silicone touch the bottom of the pot. So I'm over here just, like... <laughs> getting an arm workout i did not know you had to do that that's again so much responsibility i'm really impressed with you like (laughs) i couldn't like the thought of having to do such an activity mental clutter mental clutter because this is going to be part of my mental clutter next month (laughs) you know what i mean yes like I didn't want to buy a humidifier because you have to clean it every week I was like that's too much responsibility for me and it can cause like um like bacteria infections in your lungs if you don't clean it and I was like that's too much responsibility for me yeah (laughs) I won't I won't clean it on a weekly basis I'd rather not breathe right (laughs) (laughs) oh my god okay Anyways, Cindy, what is our topic for today? Our topic of the day is the Super Bowl. Jess, tell us why you picked that topic. We just had so much to talk about when we talked about the Super Bowl. Like, Mm -hmm. a lot of conflicting feelings, especially because, like, you know, very proud to be from L.A. and be an Angelino and, like, have that pride, that sense of pride. But with, like, the complex 
um, consequences of mm-hmm. a Super Bowl um, to a city and to a community. So, yeah, I think like we just started talking about it and we're like, we should save this for the podcast or like yeah. this would be a good idea. Yeah, because there, there was so much going on. I feel like the way that people saw news surrounding the Super Bowl in L.A. in comparison to, like, the rest of the country is probably very, very different. Like, I feel like a lot of people outside of L.A., it's like, the Super Bowl is this huge thing, and it's going to be in L.A., and it's going to mm. be big, and it's at this new stadium. Which I'm even shocked that so many people know there's a fucking new stadium in L.A. Like, I feel like so many people know of Sophie just because... I'm like, why are you hearing about this shit in Texas? Like, that's how I feel about it. So many people just know about the, the stadium. But it's just like big news, big news, which yeah. is weird. Yeah. And like, so, I also know there's a new stadium in where? Vegas. Like, why do I know mm, that? Mm-hmm. That was big news. But yeah, so it's like maybe for a lot of other places, they saw it as a lot of positive hype. But then for people here in L.A., it was more like. This is how the Super Bowl is affecting the community and how it's affecting negatively, particularly mm-hmm. the area the area of Inglewood. I don't know. I was like, I don't know. Did people hear about gentrification in the news because of the Super Bowl and shit? No. Right. Exactly. Like you only just hear, you know, giant ass stadium being built wow Mm -hmm. cool which i get the coolness of a stadium like let's be real like a stadium just is (laughs) architecturally really cool yeah like it's incredible that we build these things like it's impressive right but (laughs) i think that's that's why it's such big news it's like look at this cool new thing but everything that comes with it yeah we don't talk about because it's not as cool it's not as fun we don't Mm want to remember those things yeah, no, exactly. And also because it benefits so many people too. Like a smaller amount of people, like all these things kind of like benefit, like owners and presidents and any brands and companies associated with it. But right. Yeah, I think that's just that's where the focus is. So regarding the Super Bowl, what were like some of the topics that we wanted to talk about today? Um, one of them was like seeing, like, I feel like I started seeing it first on social media, Mm -hmm. the idea that like, or not the idea, the fact that ice was like driving around the streets of Inglewood and like, um, I don't even know what the correct terminology is, but just like being around so that they can make potential arrests or like, Mm -hmm. you know, find undocumented folks and deport them. Um, and that was wild because of so many vendors I was going to be like brought Mm -hmm. out. Right. Yeah. And like if you've been to a concert anywhere in LA, you know that there's gonna be food vendors outside any concert. Mm-hmm. Like that's just like the experience, right? Or like that just exists. It exists. Mm-hmm. And especially that this not especially, just I mean in general, the fact that it's happening, but this was news literally the week of the Super Bowl, like days before yeah. it, that's when this was happening. So you just saw like an uproar of concern like considering that like you said like street vendors are everywhere in LA and the fact that that's who they were targeting and and they made other excuses like that Super Bowls you know can be places where a lot of things go down and stuff and while that may be true that doesn't mean that ice is the one that like comes out and so that that was very very disappointing to see right yeah and again, it's like, yeah, cool new stadium. At what cost? Yeah, at what cost? <laughs> like, is this really the cost we're going to just allow to happen? Yeah. The other news was also that, um, like, homeless encampments were removed from Sophie. 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 <laughs> Sophie Stadium. Sophie Stadium. Mm-hmm. And, like, in other places in L.A., too. Yeah. Like, what you were saying about Echo Park. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of the images that were also shown throughout the Super Bowl that were... I mean, it's such, like, a marketing thing even for L.A. Because so many people, again, like, see these beautiful images. And 
it just looks enticing and you're like i want to go mm-hmm. it's like a free ad for la but they made certain areas like i mean look gorgeous because they are but also the one with echo park like i remember just seeing that shot how very recently like homeless encampments were like being removed from that area and during covid that specific park became like those encampments were huge there because more and more people were gathering there and and they were just getting removed by like the white community around there yeah and they're probably removed for the super bowl for this like five second shot well yeah well that was the whole thing that happened during the pandemic where like um this time last year i feel like it was like like the beginning of 2021 like a lot of people had started living at echo park and then they made this plan to like kick everyone out and they did they were like successful in kicking all the people out living there and then they fenced the whole thing up and like i was there like maybe like five six months ago to go on a run and everything was still fenced off like you could only walk around it Mm -hmm. but you couldn't hang out in the grass areas it was Mm. fenced off does that make sense yeah and so like yeah and they kept it there and it's like you literally did that (laughs) and then right before super bowl you know take away all those fences Mm -hmm. it was a nice green grass blah 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 nobody living there for those shots like it's crazy it's insane like it's just a way of hiding the so many issues like which is you know all the issues as to why people become homeless and are in that situation to begin with and just again the super bowl flash la hollywood like mm-hmm. downtown la skyline you know and yeah again like at what cost yeah <laughs> like people deserve to have a safe place to live and oftentimes like like especially at echo park it was like a big community of people that had lived there and like Mm -hmm. you know protected each other because it's like unsafe to be out in the streets like no one wants to be unsafe or no one deserves to be unsafe and so yeah like we're really gonna like kick people out to feel like and like take away their home Mm -hmm. that they built so we could have this shot yeah like is that really like it's it's wild to me yeah, and prob- the thing is, so many people that make those decisions, like, I wonder if they fundamentally see it like that, or it's like they don't realize what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like, are and people that stupid? Not wanting, <laughs> wanting to realize, is are people that stupid? That's the thing. I feel like that's probably it. Like, I don't say it. Like, when I said, like, they maybe don't know, it's not like, oh, poor them, they are not aware. No, it's like they're literally dumb and lack that fucking i don't know ability i guess to just like see things for what you're doing it's it's so like not Mm self-aware and i mean that like self-aware of like your own feelings and stuff like that but also how you fit in society like Mm -hmm. like how do you see that how do you see that world or whatever and it's like if that's if that's what you see it (laughs) we have a problem here (laughs) Yeah, it's called white privilege. (laughs) I mean, that's kind of like what this also is. Like, all these people that benefit from all this shit, it's like, I don't know. Like, just. Well, like, I think even with like homelessness, I didn't even think it's just privilege. And I think that, like, for the most part, most people have the privilege of having a safe place to sleep, right? Like, Mm -hmm. or like, I feel like it's much more people than just drawn across race Mm -hmm. so i feel like it's not even just white privilege it's like people of all like races that are able that are that see it that way like it's a shared ideology (laughs) no yeah i think it's just a way of like (laughs) it's not even behaviorally right because like it happens people become homeless for some reason Mm -hmm. for many reasons uh, at the same time and i think it's a way of just kind of distinguishing who is who like that you are not last so despite maybe race despite gender you recognize that you're not last and like these people who are last yes 
only they know what it feels like to be like absolutely rejected by like everyone. Yeah. And then even that like then you layer on the idea of race too of like mm-hmm. predominantly who are the people that are homeless? Like racially. And then it's like, yeah, there's racism that exists in that too because like the chances of like being someone who's like black or like I think of homeless youth are so much more likely. And again, who do we like I would go down like a whole rabbit hole. Like who do we like make child abuse calls against? Mm. It's disproportionate. All of it's disproportionate. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's these people that we don't even provide services to or, like, opportunities to to even get to a point to, like, not be homeless. Yeah. It's it's institutional racism that causes homelessness. I mean, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. Like, that's what it is. And even in something that is so complicated and that is so scary and so sad to admit that's true... And you, and we all see it as a problem. Most of us, right, see it as a problem in society. It is still something that somehow, even with the Super Bowl, becomes a part of the discussion. I was about to say that. Yeah, like <laughs> yes. <laughs> like it's so embedded in everything. It is embedded in the Super Bowl, whether you yes. like football or not. Whether, yeah, it's. You know, like this was my first Super Bowl. Understand? Okay, because we uh, we watched it, right? So this was <laughs> we both did. We both did. <laughs> we understand that we are also part of the problem. Absolutely, but we're no here. We're not like here to be the example either. You know, <laughs> we watched it, and it was my first time actually understanding football, which I have tried in the past, and I just could never. So it's my first time understanding it. So I enjoyed it like. Way more. awesome. Yeah, it's a really, this, you know, besides, like, the fucking head trauma, like, yes, yes. It is a really uh, But cool I sport. think, like, flag football could be just as cool. Yeah. Like, I could do without the tackling. Like, that's not the cool <laughs> part to me. I just, like, love the idea of, like, throwing, catching, yard. Like, it's it's com- it's somewhat complicated. It's entertaining. Yeah. How do you feel about, um, what's it called? Like, ultimate frisbee. Isn't that football but with a frisbee? Oh, Ultimate Frisbee is fucking fun, dude. I do love Ultimate Frisbee. Really? I've never played it. It looks so scary to me. <laughs> we should do it. <laughs> Self-care activity. It's not... It's so much fun. But you have to play with a group of people that, like... Whenever I play football or, like, a sport like that, I want to be the worst one. Mm-hmm. Like, help, help me out. <laughs> like, I want to be a part of it, but I know I'm not going to be the best one, but that's okay. I'll just take last place. Yeah, it's like you don't want responsibility. You don't want the yes. when it comes down to it to be up to you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. But I was thinking about all of this about Brian Flores. Mm-hmm. Is that, that's his name, right? That's his name. Yeah. Like here is some more institutional racism for you. <laughs> okay. So what do you know of this situation? So, from my understanding, Brian Flores is a former Miami Dolphins coach, and he was interviewing for other coaching positions. And yes. so he okay. was inter- yeah. So he had an interview. I think was it for like the New York Giants? Yes, yes. And then this this whole thing happened over a bitch not knowing who <laughs> they were texting. Yes, like, yes. <laughs> like, how can you? First of all, how are you? That dumb. If I knew it was the same name, I would million, quadrillion times check who I was texting. Literally, literally. So to clarify, Brian Flores had his interview with the New. He was gonna have his interview with the New York Giants, and before the interview, the Patriots coach, which is the I don't know how to pronounce his name, Bill Belichick. I don't know. I think yes, yes, Belichick. Yes. Okay, so sure, so Bill. Texted Brian Flores <laughs> congratulating him for landing the position. And it turns out that he had texted the wrong Brian when he meant to send it to the other Brian, who was the person that was actually given the position. So that's how he found out that the position had already give, been given to someone despite him having an interview scheduled. Yes. Like yeah. he didn't sit for an interview. Yeah. And like there's certain, you know, like Eber opportunity policies in the nfl Mm -hmm. where you have to 
like interview people of multiple races, things like that, or yeah, like have the, it it's open. called the Rooney Rule. Yes, mm-hmm. and it just goes to show that like, <laughs> like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like here was a black coach that did not get an interview for this position, despite them having this rule that says that they need to take, I think it's called minority, like just people of minority, like into consideration for these positions. And I was listening to an episode of the daily (laughs) because they talked about it. Of course. And, um, they actually speaking on the daily, where the fuck's Michael Barbaro? He's been gone. It's somebody else. And I had to, I tried to Google it, see if there's any answers, but I didn't see any. But there's no answers. Maybe, hopefully it's just on a commercial. Because honestly, maybe the daily is nothing without Michael Barbaro. Yeah. Like when he has like a day where he doesn't do it, I'm like disappointed. Literally, I'm like, uh, who? Like it's some (laughs) lady and I'm sure she's cool, you know, but I miss Michael. Every time. Every time. But then I get into whatever they have to say. Like, yeah. it's still good. It's yeah. still good, but, but so, it's not the same. Yeah, it's it's not the same. But she was part of this episode. And so it talks okay. about the case. And apparently, I think they interviewed the lawyer who helped create the Rooney Rule. And okay. they were talking about that since That's that cool. rule. Yeah. Since that rule um, took, like started, it was in 2003. So it's been a while, like almost 20 years. And right. apparently, like, in the past, when teams have not followed it, there has been, like, different answers or different consequences. So if I there was this one case where they didn't do it and the team was fined, and then other, other times where, again, they didn't do it and nothing happened, there was no consequence. Uh-huh. So since it started, it's also been something that isn't fully respected, enforced. it seems. Yeah, or enforced. Okay, yeah, yeah right, right, right. So there you go. That's another one. I mean, (laughs) racism. And racism. The list goes on. The list goes on. The racism just in general, like, was a thing that came up immediately because I don't know if you saw, but on the side of the field, they had a message that said, end racism. Like, it was on one of the edges of, like, the touchdown zone. They do that for every NFL game. Yeah. Yeah, no, I figured. I was like, you could tell. Okay. But... But it's ridiculous to me. It is just a fucking joke. Such a, a joke. fucking joke. How are you going to say end racism and then do it? Who is the star of the court? Uh, I'm about to give it away. Who is, this, who is the star of the game, too? Yeah. Who's the star of the game? It's a quarterback, right? What is most quarterbacks? Are they white? Most of them, yes. Yeah literally so fucking white the the quarterback from the Bengals, joe i forgot his name murrow or something uh-huh. that fool is so white honestly he could be one of the scarscar <laughs> brothers like i don't know who the scarscar brothers oh my are. god the scarscar brothers i hope someone understands this joke they're the you know pennywise the actor that does pennywise no. bro his whole no. family oh my god He's in Pennywise, one of them, and then the not in Pennywise in it, and he plays Pennywise. The other one came out in um, Big Little Lies. The fucking uh, I don't know what you are saying right now. I'm talking about the Scarsgard family, because I said that joke. Okay, girl. are they real people? Yeah, they're real people. They're a family, like a family of actors and actresses. Scarsgar. Scarsgar. Like literally S. S-C-A-R-S-C-A-R. They're they're Jewish. They're Jewish. No, they're not Jewish. They're Swedish. They're Swedish. I can't find anything about them. Let me let me drop. Okay. Oh, it's like spelled S K A R S G A R D. Yeah, and the little A has a little circle on the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if you okay, look okay. up Skarsgard, it's like that whole family. So the one who played Pennywise on it, the dude from okay. Big Little Lies, like the one that was the the abusive Teacher? husband. No, the abusive husband on Big Little Lies. I don't think I got that far. Okay. Oh, anyway. Big Little Lies. Big Little Lies. Sorry. I was thinking of Pretty Little Lies. <laughs> That's what you're like, the teacher? I'm like, bitch, what? <laughs> oh, God. 
no okay okay and he also came out in succession which you have not watched but anyways joe is so white he looks like he could be a scars guard like you look at him he looks like these i get it now <laughs> like especially this vulture dude <laughs> yes oh my god these guys are so white yes but they're all so white yeah think of all the quarterbacks you know like that anti-vaxxer for the packers and oh, yeah. aaron Rodgers. right that mm-hmm. name um, Detroit Lions is um, <laughs> we Matthew get it Stafford. Jess you watch football <laughs> no I'm just saying yeah like I could list all the ones I can list are white and mm. I don't really watch football sorry Raina was crying but it's there, another example that's all I have to say yeah no it's true also aside from like the players or the staff. The mm-hmm. halftime show was something that was obviously like huge this year, really talked about and very well received. Like a lot of people really liked it. But one of the news that was circulating as well before the Super Bowl was that a lot of dancers were like not going to be paid. Did you hear about that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it was interesting because they were apparently looking very specifically and you could tell by just the dancers that were there that it was all black or people of color. And so the fact that you're like not paying when you are looking for black and people of color, that's racism too, right there. Yeah. Like, so like we don't give money to black people unless they're entertaining us like that's how it's that's how what it mm. is yeah yeah like that's when we pay attention otherwise we pay, don't pay attention yeah only when they're entertaining it's literally ridiculous it, and it's like that like for entertainment and like sports like even mostly sports that's, like yeah. yes like you watch football games in the south mm-hmm. and it's literally all black folks mm-hmm. playing the game and the entire stadium is just white people wow it is mind-blowing oh yeah i remember like because i aside from football and like not football but have always been like a big sports fan and Especially, like, of basketball. And I remember, like, just growing up watching it and, like, admiring it and especially the Lakers, you know? And when you have that realization, like, it is so, like, fucking mind-altering and, like, world-altering. Like, because you just begin to see it everywhere. Because it's there and because it's always been there. Yes. And it's advertised to us mm-hmm. and reflective in a very specific way. Like they never talk about the negative stuff. No, it's always how pretty LA looks for the Super Bowl. Yeah. <sighs> Which like comes to the conflicting part, right? Because like mm-hmm. I, we both watched it. Yeah. We both in, enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. You know, I feel like it's one of those, like, phenomenons that you're, like, afraid to be. It's like the FOMO of it, too. It's like so many people watch it. There's, like, a part of it that does, like, yeah, like, you feel FOMO. And also, like, some of it's enjoyable. Like, you like the commercials. People Mm -hmm. like the football. Mm -hmm. There's a halftime show. Mm -hmm. Like, Kendrick Lamar's performing. Yes. Mary J. Blige. I was so excited. Yeah, but I was so excited to see Mary J. Blige because I don't know if I've told you the story, but her album, No More Drama, it was like this pink album. That Uh is the first album I ever owned. And it was because my baby, well, the person that used to take care of me, she was really a babysitter because I was like fucking eight or something. But um, she was this uh, Cuban immigrant. And she would listen okay. to it all the time. But she didn't know English, but she like really liked how it sounded. Oh and my God. every time that I, I went that. to her house, I would ask her to play it. Like, can I put it on? Because <laughs> I just really liked it. And eventually she like gifted it to me. And I was just obsessed. Like, 
that was yeah one of my first albums that is an experience that no one will really experience again like no. being so obsessed with a song or an album mm -hmm. but only being able to listen to it like that yeah you the moment you heard it it was like you're relishing in it like i don't relish in albums anymore because i have access to them whenever i want as much as much mm -hmm. as much as i did as an eight-year-old being able to hear that cd every time i went to the woman's house that babysat me <laughs> literally like that tension between now and that moment and just that anticipation it's like, no, if I want to listen to this album, it's on Spotify. I can find it on YouTube if I don't have Spotify. Like, I mean, there's something cool about that access. Yes, but of then course. At the same time, like, yeah, it just made something. It was like a delayed gratification type of thing. Like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's missing in today's generation is delayed gratification. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is definitely true. But we sound so fucking old. Yeah. Now. <laughs> What were you just saying? That we were what? The C word. We're old. No. The chi the C word. I was like, the chi word. We were just talking about this, Jess. You were like, I'm so... Oh, chuggy, chuggy, chuggy. Oh, my God. <laughs> or cringe. Or cringe, yeah. Like you say. It's a synonym, but... Uh, okay. But going back to the Super Bowl yeah. and how it's like entertaining for different people or whatever... We got home and we were sitting on the balcony and all of a sudden, I don't think I told you this, what? all of a sudden there's a flash in the sky mm -hmm. and Danny and I both saw it and we were like, what the fuck was that? Like it looked extraterrestrial. Like what? it looked like, it looked so insane. Mm -hmm. Like my brain could not process this. And then all of a sudden, it goes in the, these lights go again in the air. And it's just like different lights. Like a light show. In the shape of a, a helmet. It was a fucking light show that just looked so mind-boggling. Like, I had never seen it before. Because they're on little... Um, drones? Drones. What? They're on little drones. <gasps> yes. That's so weird. And it said, like, it was just a shape of a helmet, and it had the the Rams logo, logo in the helmet. Wow. I have to send you a picture of this. Yeah, send me a picture. So and that was, like, in the sky. In the sky. Oh like, out in the sky from the balcony. And then I texted Sandra, and I was like, Sandra, I need you to look outside, because I couldn't believe it. <laughs> like, I just couldn't believe what I was seeing. I need you to go outside and tell me what you see. I didn't want to give her a clue. And she's like, dude, what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> i was shook it yeah oh my god yeah send me the picture i want to see it that'd be so scary you're like they're here it was scary like, and then the i was aliens. like this is so fucking cool i yeah. love that um like i love that like this is in la like this is cool mm -hmm. this is special you know yeah like the fact that they you know, haven't been here for long. They have a whole stadium and, and LA, yeah. like while it was, it wasn't a full, like, I mean, it's been, it's been in and out of like being a football city because of teams like moving in and out of LA as well, mm -hmm. like in the past. But right. in recent times, like at least us growing up, like it wasn't a place where we would go to here in LA, like a, LA teams like football games, the way that maybe we saw the Lakers or the Dodgers. And so to see it kind of succeed in this way, like, is also, mm -hmm. like, it pulls at your heartstrings for some reason. They make it that way. So it's you like. You find pride. Yeah, you fucking feel pride. You're like, yeah, like, you know, especially, especially when both teams <laughs> took out SF people. Are you kidding me? When those two teams. Oh, my teams, God. Yes. The fucking Rams and the Dodgers taking out the SF teams. Are you kidding me? Those years are special. Because fuck NorCal people, first of all. <laughs> and I mean that 
from the sincerity of my heart. But you never hear from people being like, I'm from NorCal, I'm from NorCal, until their team is in the championships. That's when all the NorCal people come out and they start being like with their little hats for the fucking like yeah giants or whatever and you're like go back to your cubicle okay <laughs> i mean yeah that's how it is in la absolutely like obviously on social media and everything like they're sf giants especially like in sf like people go hard for them there but like here those people that are here giants yeah. fans it's like y'all are hiding this whole time yes 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 yeah and it's like you came to live to L.A. because you know L.A. is better, first of all. So second, that's why you're hiding your NorCal self yeah. until you're, like, in the championship. So, yes. So when we you're defeat like, them, it's, it's, it's safe to come out. Because <laughs> it's trendy because we're winning. But low-key, that's maybe how I was when I was in the Bay. <laughs> True. Because lo- we love the Bay. Like, we love NorCal people. Like... But you it, just said fuck NorCal people, and then you're like, we love NorCal okay. people. But this is what I mean. It's like, fuck every other person in the United States that's not Californian. Like, I rep California hard, right? Okay. But then within California, I rep SoCal more than, you know, obviously NorCal because I'm not from NorCal. So what I'm saying is like, it's like, I love Angelinos, then I'll love the NorCal people next, and mm. then I'll love the rest of the country. You know what I mean? yeah then i'll love minnesota (laughs) um like i would put norcal people above new york city people oh yeah so that's what i'm trying to say yeah that's what i'm trying to say like they're still like that's all okay it's like we're like you can make you can make fun of your sibling but other people can't make fun of them yes 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 (laughs) that's what i'm trying to say exactly it's like there's a rivalry there's a rivalry there's a rivalry but there's also like a love again not even a love maybe just a connection like we're part california's our mom so i guess we both have to stand each other oh you still got your bag okay yeah oh Oh god hilarious that's a great observation though yeah okay look at this photo i sent it to you oh let me see okay so this is the picture of what the sky looked like Oh, my God. And it's far away enough where you're like, what is that? Yes. It looks like a Pac-Man thing from <laughs> afar. You took a video? <laughs> you know what this video reminds me of? Like, when people really record, like, UFOs and shit like that? <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> like, it's like the beginning of a scary movie, though. You know, like, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Kind of like the way they use, like, real footage in the beginning before the movie starts. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying. So speaking of the commercials. Oh, yeah. I think there was, like, a specific theme of commercials that you thought were so wild. I want to hear your thoughts. Oh, my God. Honestly, like, since the commercials was something that I was looking forward to the most, I could not believe like how many crypto commercials there were like whether it was coinbase crypto.com like there was just so many way more than i really ever expected um like every break every, every break. break there was absolutely one. and like now i feel like everyone has already talked about it but like that coinbase qr code commercial where it was just like floating around the screen Oh, yes. I've seen, like, TikToks. I remember seeing it in the, like, background of, like, talking to family. Yeah. But, like, I didn't pay super much attention to it until I saw the TikToks of it. Yeah, literally. It was just a QR code that was floating around the screen in silent for, like, 60 seconds. And apparently, I was reading this article on Adweek that they paid, like, close to $14 million just for those 60 seconds of this qr code floating around which led to when you scanned it their website and so it was just first of all insane that like these crypto places like already have that much money like even for crypto.com to like be naming (laughs) what will always be called staple center but yeah it's like if they can afford to have a 
arena named after them and not just any arena but staple center at that like these companies definitely have like all these resources and all this you know access so it's like it was just so weird because whether i mean you know my personal thoughts on crypto are like people need basic shit like people need basic things and we keep complicating things so much more like instead of Mm. people really having what they need we just keep creating these new games for people to play and like add value to and so many people barely have access to phones barely have access to like internet knowledge and like Mm -hmm. understanding of it and how it works people barely have access to like reading across the world and so all of these things literally already like you know what's it called like widening the fucking wealth gap basically because so much value is being placed so i don't like it (laughs) that's basically kind of it um but seeing it become so like legitimized in so many spaces and now like in sports and even in athletes like i don't know if you had heard about obj and like part of his salary is like in bitcoin like the rams are paying him part of his salary like in bitcoin or like lebron yeah or like lebron you know appearing in this crypto.com commercial and then also those news that were circling about him partnering with crypto.com to provide education in the schools that he runs i think just his school is in ohio so it's like it's just really becoming a part of the fabric of society like at so many levels and especially i think it, it adds up as to like why it ended up on the super bowl because predominantly men predominantly white like play this game or use this thing and so I was just yeah. like, I don't know. It was just really scary and very like dystopian. So, I I just like loved everything that you said because I haven't had like seen it in that way. Mm. Like I thought about it a lot about like individual personal risk. Like mm. that's how I see crypto. And I my worry has been like how it f- affects people who might not be fully aware of what it is because it's so easy it's so easy to buy you know bitcoin wherever because you have all these like different apps and stuff Mm -hmm. um and i feel like people can get into financial trouble if they put place all their bets in in crypto and then like they lose all their money so i've only seen it in that way and i worry about like probably because of the population i work with Mm -hmm. um that but what you brought up is an even larger issue and just like yeah i just like love what you point out because i think that's like that makes sense and like that feeling of like this is scary and not really understanding why it felt scary like mm-hmm. i i felt that because i feel mistrust like a lot of mistrust yeah. towards it um but that's an even crazier level of stuff like i didn't think about it in terms of like just like kind of just like yeah <laughs> can't formulate my thoughts but yeah no i was what you brought up is also really important because you said like how your population that you were work with deals with it because it's something that i've thought about too it's like i can see how especially millennials maybe engage with it right but thinking about younger people and how they engage with it it's like is this a thing that they are doing is this a thing that they're trying to do and like what level of knowledge do they have and it's and this does I don't I'm not necessarily pushing for the fact that there should there should be education around this, you know, like it's not to say no. Right. Yeah. No, this isn't to say we need to teach this and people need to know this. But because, again, I just don't support crypto. But um, yeah, you're right. Like people could be misusing it. People could be losing money because there is a fundamental like lack of understanding of this thing that is so volatile because it just moves. Yes. That's the thing. It's like it could be maybe not super hard to understand if you really wanted to learn it, but it's also just something that, you know, changes so much and is unpredictable. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And like people don't have. <laughs> Sorry, I thought Raina was throwing up. Right <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. You just turned all dramatically. She's fine. <laughs> um, like people don't have just like re- 
quote unquote regular financial literacy to begin with mm-hmm. like how to open up a bank account yeah. like lots of people don't have that knowledge mm-hmm. by the time they turn 18 let alone this whole other system of things that we don't even have knowledge about right that it's and, so new and then it also becomes this thing that you it's just one of many things you need to learn to do in society and so yes. again <laughs> kind of like going back to our self-care activity of like mental clutter our lives in general are so cluttered with all the things that we need to do. Like you need to find out what, if your company has a 401k, Oh, you have that. We'll open a Roth IRA. Oh, your Roth IRA can't just, you have your money sitting there. You need to move it. Like, it's all these things and that's on top of like my knee hurts. I should go to the doctor. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Yes. It's like I've I've been thinking about ordering a knee brace on Amazon just so I can run again because lately my left knee just hurts. My right knee clicks every time I'm on the bike. It clicks. I told my doctor, she's like, that's normal. Sometimes things click. It wasn't normal two years ago. No. Premature arthritis. But so much... Are you over here diagnosing me, bro? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's not that's not nice of me. It was worth the laugh, though. <laughs> yeah. No, but what were you saying of like... Just like on top of just like cleaning, making food, taking care of our pets. So it's just like so much on our daily routine as well. On top of like these like monthly things and every three week things and whatever it is. Um, so it feels so good when you complete one of those things off your list yeah it does it does because i think that's fundamentally what so many of us deserve and that is like a part of self-care it's just like not having so many things to worry about and i wish that yes we could all move (laughs) towards that direction where like we only worry about I don't know, like things that are not always like the most fundamental to your life or like the most basic, you know, like I hope it's just right. dumb, random things like boiling my menstrual cup. Like <laughs> I I wish this was my only worry. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Because like we live in a capitalistic society and it fucking sucks. <laughs> and it fucking sucks. <laughs> So sometimes you just got to take care of these things so that other things don't suck as much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it just feels good. Like now I don't have to think about this thing. And whenever my period comes, like I'm ready. Yeah. And like for me, if I had completed my self-care activity <laughs> task, it would be like, yeah, I would walk into my room and there would be no clothes on my desk. And that would make me feel so great. Yeah. I just just tried. <laughs> I got halfway. <laughs> she got halfway, but maybe, I don't know, maybe next time it doesn't feel as hard. If only half maybe. of it's left. Yeah. <laughs> I I appreciate the activity anyways. Because yeah. I do feel like I, now I'm like halfway through. Like I can't just leave now and leave the way it is because drawers are open, you know, I got to get it done. Yeah. And thank you as well for like, so, like for suggesting such a cool topic because this is the type of shit that we just like love to do. It's like take this one thing and like really analyze all of these things that the are true. multi layers. Exactly. Yes. The multiverse. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Well, I had a great time. Like I love these conversations. I feel like this is why we really connect. <laughs> yeah. I do too. I always, yeah, I always like, we talked about it with like JC and Coleman like I remember you said in that episode like we just love having conversations with them because it takes us I think you said like on journeys or something that's how I feel every time you and I talk like it just feels like it starts with this one thing and then it just boom 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 and you're like these social majors (laughs) UCSB hit us up we'll come this will be our lecture (laughs) alumni weekend's coming alumni weekend what is it like april 29th to may 1st you know all the details of it yeah exactly so we're open Uh, i i love me alumni weekend if you want to ucsb if you want to throw in that 
um what do they do like that beer fest <laughs> that tickets so, sell out so fast for oh for it. like it's that like wine tasting. thing huh yes wine and beer yes i've never done it have you done it i've never done it i've always wanted to do it but it sells out it's like the first one to go so you should be if you want to throw in some tickets to that too yeah some comp tickets <laughs> we'll, we'll do an episode <laughs> crypto.com is gonna sponsor <laughs> no no if crypto if crypto brands want to reach out tell them that yeah no um management will turn them away cindy always a pleasure <laughs> likewise see you next time adios bye hasta luego <laughs> I have one more. Ciao. It's a good one, huh?